0: with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: It is Wednesday. Alan Wishart in the host chair, Stephen on the board. Good show lined up today. And we're going to start with a fellow who had to travel a heck of a long way to join us this morning. We, of course, are now down in our new studio, which is located at 3rd Quebec in HubSpace. Chris King is the Community Development Manager for HubSpace. And his office has to be right next to ours. Good morning, Chris. Good
2: morning, Alan. How are you?
1: <laughs> not too bad. And yourself?
2: Doing great.
1: Good. So now, first question. We've talked before, but a lot of people might not remember. What is
2: HubSpace? HubSpace is a couple different things. So um, everybody is pretty familiar with our space on on mm-hmm. 3rd in Quebec. And if you're a small business um, or... A medium-sized business you can come and rent a desk or just a table or even an office and it'll help you the idea is to help little small businesses grow the other thing that we do is we have a number of uh, economic development programs that the government pays us to deliver and so we uh, train give people entrepreneurship training and mm-hmm. help people with technology related problems for their business So do the two
1: go together, you find, fairly frequently? A lot of the people you've got coming in who are like the small and medium-sized business are the ones turning to you and saying, I need some help with this, and you can say, oh, look, we've got one of these economic development programs that the federal government has given us to work with.
2: It's a bit of a mixed bag. You know, mm-hmm. some people come in and they just need some a little bit of office space to scale up, and then others come in and we run them through the whole program. We have a number of uh, success stories. Um, some might remember Volcanic Gaming, Sean Caldera. Mm-hmm. He was in here for a number of years and uh, just recently had his, um, his eSports league bought out by... Uh, a larger company down in Vancouver. And he he was a tenant and he ran through some of our programming.
1: So is that the sort of business that to some extent would do well in Hubspace? A smaller business, not very many employees, obviously, and one that can almost be operated off of a
2: desktop? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, we only have a few offices here and there's a couple with uh, a, few, a small team mm-hmm. but for the most part it's freelancers and independent contractors and people who are just starting up one or two.
1: So, for people who maybe I was trying to think of examples yesterday evening and the one that I kept coming up with was somebody who runs like a graphics design thing so of course most of their stuff is done over the computer with clients and they can do it from home but they get a client who says okay, I want to see this actually you know." In print form, can we get together somewhere? They could call you, say, "Can I rent a table for an hour, two hours, whatever?" Invite Ab- the client down.
2: Absolutely, yeah. We have we have a, a couple small meeting rooms that uh, people who aren't regular members can book out mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. or you know, if they if they're already a business who who has a desk here, and then they can just. Sit down and meet with uh, with their clients for sure. And then I was noticing as well the foyer, if you want to call it that,
1: is it's quite open right now. Now I'm guessing it wasn't quite that open, say a year ago.
2: Yeah, there's we rented out for a number of community events, mm-hmm. um, generally after business hours, yeah. so we don't disturb our tenants. But yeah, there's been things like uh, the annual uh, art battles. A couple mm-hmm. of them were here. Right. Um, there was a fundraiser for the art gallery or for, um, not our art gallery, the one in Wells, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a community space.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, of course, right now that's not happening, but
2: yeah, (laughs) it's, uh, COVID has been pretty hard on, on anybody, anywhere that's renting out meeting spaces for sure.
1: Yeah. Now have you found COVID making much of a difference in your, shall we say primary business of small business?
2: Yes, but in a good way. There is uh, more businesses than ever are struggling for very obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And the federal government and provincial governments have put quite a lot of money into um, programs to help these businesses. So we're we're having more uptick than ever on our economic development side. And there is a lot of people who are just getting tired of working from home. Mm -hmm. And so... You would think that renting out desks and office space would be would be a hard gig in this economy, but there's a lot of people that just, they want somewhere to go, and you can't go to a coffee shop right now, and so, you know, Hub Space is a good place to be.
1: Yeah. And again, it is right downtown, so even if you just want to go, because I think some of the coffee shops in the area are closing down again, but some, I think, are still open for at least takeout service and stuff like that. So... You're meeting your client here. You can meet them here.
2: Yep. Set up on. at the
1: table, pop out, grab your coffee or whatever, come back, have your meeting.
2: Absolutely. And we have, you know, we're doing everything that we can to uh, keep our place safe for all mm-hmm. of our tenants. You know, we, we spend spending a lot more on janitorial <laughs> and wiping <laughs> things down than ever before so that people can do that and feel safe. So now, are there any
1: we've talked about the economic development programs you're offering about the space you offer are there any other services like um computer-based services and stuff like that so if somebody is meeting a client here they know okay we're not going to be hunched over my little laptop do you have a, a room or something where they can hook their laptop into something bigger that they can Show their client?
2: Yeah, we have a, a TV in our boardroom that can be hooked mm-hmm. up with an HDMI cord, and we also have, uh, you know, this place used to be a, a <laughs> bank in the, I don't know, quite a long time ago, and we've converted one of the vaults, old vaults, into a little kind of podcasting studio that's got a big television on the wall that mm-hmm. people will use for their Zoom meetings mm-hmm. or if they just want a nice big television to throw a a presentation for for, you know, two people up to look at.
1: And if you're if you're in on a Zoom meeting and your backdrop is the inside of a bank vault, people are gonna think, guy, this guy is doing good
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Now I'm assuming the vault has been set so that it cannot accidentally lock.
2: Yeah, there's a good. key on the inside for sure and we've blocked out the latch. <laughs>
1: okay. That would be, I think, the one thing that the occasional person would want to double check, eh?
2: Absolutely. We we put some water bottles under the chair there, so just in oh. case.
1: Just, just in case something does happen, they've got some provisions
2: for at least a little while. Yeah. We'll be back in eight in the morning the next day to get them. <laughs> yeah.
1: so now, there's, I guess, another question because, again, some people just drop in. They don't have um, an office here. They don't have a desk here or anything. So they probably wouldn't have a key. So what hours are you open? Just so if somebody does want to schedule a meeting here, when should they figure they're going to be able to do it?
2: We're open 9 to 5, Monday to Thursday, and then uh, 9 to 1 on Fridays. And, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the drop-in memberships are, are really easy. Gets you access to our big atrium area. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you can pop down and see your clients. And you don't have to be here every day. And it's, you know, it's 50 bucks a month. It's relatively affordable. Yeah. Okay,
1: and then that would be, they could technically come in every day for that month.
2: Absolutely. clients. Yep, they can. Just uh, we have the one area for them and Mm -hmm. they can use that to to the heart's content.
1: So are there any plans, and again, it's tough to do this with COVID happening still, are there any plans for Hubspace to make any renovations or anything?
2: Well, we're looking at that a little bit, Um, (laughs) but it's... It would have to be funded by grants, and it's a matter of finding those grants and mm-hmm. figuring out what our tenants want and uh, you know what they're what they're looking for. You know, it would be nice to have a little bit more meeting space for sure, uh, but you know we're still investigating those things. Yeah. So
1: where does HubSpace fall in terms of getting government grants and stuff like that? Like, are you considered a business? Are you a social service, as such? What? What jurisdiction a, do you fall under?
2: Yeah, we're a we're a nonprofit, okay. an incorporated nonprofit. And mm-hmm. most of we're not to like say someone like NDIT, who is an organization that gives out grant mm-hmm. funding to people. We receive government contracts, be mostly from the provincial government, but some from the feds as well. Mm-hmm. And then we take that money and we spend it on businesses, mm-hmm. mostly in the form of Business coaching. So, if you have a, you know, we have an HR problem. We have uh, a lady named Cara Biles, who's a university professor, and she worked for works for Canfor, and we can sit you down with her for an hour of her time, and you can talk through your problems, and she can give you some expert advice. And getting those experts doesn't come cheap, so no. it's it's really it's really great that we can spend it on businesses instead of them having to shell out the cash for that.
1: So then obviously there has to be a sort of a layer above that, though, like I'm guessing this might be where you come in. Somebody comes in, and maybe they are one of your tenants already. Maybe they are just coming in to see about things, and they just mention to you, I'm having a problem keeping people. It seems to be a human resources problem. So I'm thinking they're not going to come in and just ask to see Kara right away. They've got to come to you or somebody else here. To get an idea on who they should be talking to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have, uh, you know, myself on staff as well as a few others that are here to, you know, do that initial intake and mm-hmm. talk through these problems and really nail down, okay, what is the problem that you're looking at and how can we help you and who might help you with mm-hmm. that and it's it can be a bit of a process to figure that out sometimes because it's not always uh, cut and dry. I
1: mean, have you had situations where you've helped the person with that first problem, and then maybe it didn't cause another problem, but maybe all of a sudden another problem cropped up, so they had to now see a different business coach?
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's – especially right now – there's a lot of different things affecting businesses and you, you kind of have to peel away the onion sometimes to figure out, well, okay, I fixed this problem and it reveals something else and then we can work on the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's always a process. It's always a process in business of, you know, self-improvement over time. And we, we try to just help people speed that up.
1: And guessing for you to some extent, um, The end result that you're a lot of times hoping for is when somebody isn't a tenant here anymore because they've grown to the point where they need their own office. They need a place of their own.
2: Absolutely. It's a a bit of a weird headspace sometimes, (laughs) but yeah, one of the happiest days that I I see is when someone outgrows our space Mm -hmm. and moves elsewhere in the community because That's really what it's all about is helping those businesses grow so they can give back and employ people and do good things and help other people out in the community. And I'm always happy to see that happen.
1: Do you sometimes have those people, the ones who have moved out into their own facilities, if you will, come back and say, is there somebody here who I might be able to help with a problem?
2: Absolutely. There's We have a lot of good success stories in this place and many of them get so busy once they leave that they have no time (laughs) but others you know they they appreciate the help that they got while they were here from some of the business coaches and they come back and they want to give back and we really appreciate those people
1: okay chris king the community development manager with hubspace at third in quebec if people want to get in touch with you what's the best way to do it
2: well, you can send me an email. It's uh, chrisking, C-H-R-I-S-K-I-N-G, at hubspace.ca. Or you can go to our website, hubspace.ca, and there's uh, the store's email or the office email <laughs> is there, as well as the phone number.
1: Sounds great. Chris, thank you very much for taking the time.
2: Thank you, Alan. Have a great day.
1: You too. Take a quick break. Be back with more after nine.
3: There's a river of birds in my grave.
2: A nation of women with wings Wings, a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world. Produced and distributed by the Women's International News Gathering Service.
3: Listen for Wings Wednesday nights at 8.30 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
0: You want it, you got it.
3: Boston Pizza is bringing back some traditional BP classics.
0: For a limited time only, Smokey Spaghetti, the Pizza Burger, and the Bacon Double Cheeseburger Pizza, to name a few, are back in action.
3: Take advantage of this menu special by popping by either great location. You can also order online at bostonpizza.com through Skip the Dishes or give them a call
0: boston pizza spruce land and boston pizza brookwood
3: open daily at 11 to serve you boston pizza stay safe prince george
0: hello from tops and bottoms we are now seeing our clients by appointment only Please wear your mask, too, since the fitting will not allow for much social distance. To make an appointment, please visit our website, topsandbottoms.ca, or Google us and find the book link. You can also call the store at 250-614-1553, Tops and Bottoms, at the corner of 2nd and Victoria.
1: Forecast for Environment Canada. Some morning fog patches, then mainly cloudy. Wind at 15K, a high of minus 1 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 6. Partly cloudy tonight, wind continuing, a low of minus 4. For Thursday, cloudy, wind continuing, a high of minus 1 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 5.
0: This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: And, of course, uh... Some of the big news the last day or two was uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry extending the, uh, prevent- the public health order um, and expanding it as well. January the 8th is the date for the new one to be finished. And it's extended. I don't think it was really I don't recall a lot of new public things being put in there that weren't already. But the one thing that is kind of strange for some groups, obviously, is adult team sports cannot now take place. And what that means is an adult is defined as anybody who's 19 or older. Well, you've got teams like the Spruce Kings and the Cougars. They've got players who are 18 and younger. They've got players who are 19 and older. So they are caught in that situation and I'm pretty sure both leagues have done the same thing. They've just said, okay, the, we're definitely not starting the leagues until this order is finished and we can figure out what's going on. In the meantime, and uh, tomorrow, I don't want to go too far into this because tomorrow I am scheduled to chat with people from the, from the Cougars and the Spruce Kings on uh, the After 9 show. And I'm guessing, I don't know if they're holding practices just for the younger players then or what they're doing. It'd be kind of fun to find out, though. One thing we do know that is still going ahead, subject, of course, to any more provincial health orders, is Cold Snap. They are scheduled for January the 29th to February the 6th. They haven't announced the venues yet or who the performers are. And what they're looking at doing is, if they can do it, presenting live music in front of a small but live audience so they will be able to have an audience at the venue, And they are also going to be live-streaming all of the shows at no charge. It's a great way to get more people in to listen to it. They will... um, They've also, of course... The artists are all... I don't know if I should say required... Because I don't think it is actually a a, a true requirement... But they are requested, if at all possible... To do an outreach event... While they're in Prince George for uh, Cold Snap and those apparently according to the uh, latest news release that we got from Cold Snap those apparently are still also going underway but they of course big surprise will strictly be on the internet so that'll be interesting to see how that goes because again one of the things with Cold Snap I think a lot of people liked was it was already usually a fairly small intimate setting that you were in not a large not a large crowd and um, you had the chance to, maybe not during the show so much, but at the end of the show, I think a lot of times the artists would stick around for a few minutes and just chat with uh, the audience. Well, I, obviously, I don't think you will be able to do that anyways now, and obviously it's going to be a smaller audience than they would normally have as well with the uh, public health orders possibly still in effect. They do have one... Um, warm up to cold snap event which is actually starting on Saturday. I just had to do the quick work on my calendar. It is a uh, Christmas concert with Natalie McMaster and Donna Leahy, her husband, and their children doing a concert live on stream Um, and the neat thing is I believe I don't know if the original concert has already been played or not, but if you go to the Cold Snap website, you'll find a great big picture of Natalie and Donald (laughs) with the information on it. And it sounds as if you buy the ticket, and then it sounds as if you can actually call it up anytime you want. So it is not restricted to certain hours that the concert is going to be broadcast it just whatever fits into your schedule is what they will be doing so again we'll be keeping our eyes on that again the nice thing there is as i say the latest public health order from bonnie henry uh, expiring january the 8th cold snap not taking place until january the 29th starting up so with any luck they will not be affected by anything like this one thing that i have not received again we haven't received any official notification as far as i'm aware of this one um miracle on 34th street the stage reading that was being directed by judy russell over at theater northwest scheduled to start on friday um obviously in front of a small audience well i'm getting a hand signal from steve saying do you know that for sure
3: Sandra was talking about it yesterday and said it looks like it's going to not go ahead.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure, because this morning when I came in and I pulled out this press release, I was looking at it, and I thought, I'm just going to check, and I went to the Theatre Northwest website, and they still show that you can buy tickets for it. So I don't want to say for sure that it is cancelled. I'm assuming it would be the same as what they've done with a couple of their previous shows from the spring, that were canceled at the end of their last season. If you'd already bought a ticket, you were able to get a refund.
3: Well, if anything, there'll be fewer people.
1: Yes. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and again, Theater Northwest. I don't think it, it. Obviously, wouldn't that be be that big a problem for the stage reading itself? Because there's enough room on that stage. You could still have the people you'd figured on. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but no, that would be an interesting way to check. out. And the thing is, you know, there's so many of the events. Like we've had concerts at CN Centre that were postponed from like back in the spring, even. Well, they were rescheduled for the summer, and then rescheduled again. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. You don't really want to reschedule for the middle of February. It just doesn't make sense. The timing just does not work for Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street in the middle of December. It was going to be a stage reading. And to me, that's an interesting one to do a stage reading. Because, I should you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I know it was in the old studio. That doesn't really cut down the time frame very much. But um, I was looking at some of the stage readings they were having. And the one they had, the play they were putting on was basically two people sitting together talking. That's a fairly easy one to do a stage reading for. I mean, you you don't need to change that much, and the audience is seeing basically what they would have seen anyways, for the most part. On the other hand, I don't think I would want to see somebody try to do a stage reading of, say, Ben-Hur. <clears throat> the chariot race would be almost impossible to do on stage, as a stage reading, unless you've got somebody who's really good with sound effects. There are people like that around. Okay, we are going to go to another quick break and come back with some
3: more after nine. Construction is complete on a project to upgrade the intersection of Demano Boulevard with St. Lawrence Avenue and Gladstone Drive. The new signals operate in a manner similar to those at 22nd and Ospica. The lights remain green on Demano until a vehicle approaches the intersection on Gladstone or St. Lawrence. The updated intersection has vehicle detection technology and pedestrian-activated crosswalks. The City of Prince George thanks residents for their patience as crews carried out this important operation and for driving cautiously around road crews. Hi, I'm Tom Savage Kingston songwriter and guitar slinger There's no denying streaming services
1: Like Spotify and Apple Music Are super convenient But remember, they basically don't provide Any income for musicians To support independent music in our local scene It's up to us as music fans To go that extra mile Buy physical merchandise Send a donation to show your appreciation Help feed creativity And help artists pay the rent because Spotify sure won't cut it. London Drugs is proud to announce the return of its popular Stocking Stuffers for Seniors holiday donation drive. The simple gesture of a gift could mean the world to thousands of seniors who are seeing increased isolation this holiday season due to COVID-19. To support Stocking Stuffers for Seniors, stop by London Drugs by December 16th
0: and take a tag containing a seniors' wish list from the tree. Fulfill the items on the list, then drop the new unwrapped items at London Drugs Customer Service. Check out full details online at London Drugs. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: Well, before the break, we were wondering about whether Miracle on 34th Street, the stage reading, which was going to be directed by Judy Russell, would be going ahead starting on Friday at Theatre Northwest. There is, of course, uh, there are, of course, a couple of things coming up in the new year at Theatre Northwest as part of their somewhat truncated uh, presentation of uh, works. Um, And again, this is one of those ones, cross fingers, because the first one isn't until April the 16th. Running April the 16th to May the 5th, it's called Moms the Word. Put six mothers in a room and ask them to describe motherhood, and you're sure to get an earful. So they, uh, I've got that one in the uh, on the uh, waiting list, if you will. And uh, I believe tickets are on sale already. Again, April, far enough ahead, they might be able to make it work. The other one they've got on their schedule at this point um, will be starting up very quickly afterwards, a lot quicker than their normal turnaround. Uh, from May 21st of next year until June the 9th, the Marvelous Marvelettes. It's a... Uh, pop songs from the 50s and 60s gee i wonder what radio station that might end up sounding a little bit like but we'll just let that go for now i think we can guarantee though we will definitely have an interview or three from that one assuming it's going ahead in uh, may at uh, theater northwest and again theater northwest.com is the place to go for um, tickets for not just those two shows but also until such time as they get the official word that it is cancelled, that's where you go to get your tickets for Miracle on 34th Street, the stage reading, starting on Friday. Uh, something else that we've given a little bit of coverage to on the show recently, Chris Diaz's new uh, board game. Uh, Neramata Wine and Tourism, the Kickstarter, is now underway. Looking to raise the money to... Uh, Get it going. Uh, his most recent game, Ultra Modern Five, which was one of his uh, role-playing games, um, he did a Kickstarter for that and raised over one hundred and ten thousand dollars. So people obviously know he knows what he's doing. It um, it was part of it. It was a really tough thing for him to do the research on, going through the Naramada region, going to all the wineries chatting with the people there. Um, My understanding, though, is before anybody gets too excited about this, my understanding is, no, there is nothing actually in the game that requires you or asks you to drink wine. Otherwise, you might have trouble reading the dice later, I'm thinking. But um, they've got the basic amount is $75 that they're asking for on Kickstarter, and that gets you the core version of the Naramata board game. And if you pledge higher amounts, you get access to additional levels of the game and the opportunity to be immortalized in the game as a tourist. So you'll become one of the playing pieces, which is kind of neat. And yeah, what it basically is, is you become a tour vehicle operator, taking your guests to various wineries along the Naramata Bench wine region, and attempting to entertain them through cheese samplings, tastings, wine pairing, and scenic photo opportunities. So it's not just go to the winery, roll to see which wine you get, go to the next winery. There's some other stuff involved here. 26 real Naramata wineries and two fictitious ones. And I suppose if you wanted to make it a game where you were having wine as you went, by the end of the game you could be saying, okay, let's see if we can figure out which ones are the two fictitious ones. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work too well, though. No, it uh, it will be released next year, and it will be released internationally. And if you'd like some more information on the Naromata board game and the Kickstarter campaign... Okay. Go to kickstarter.com, and then the easiest thing to do, just search for Mata, Naramata, N-A-R-A-M-A-T-A. I don't think you'll have too many things show up besides the board game, and that'll be the chance to get in on that. Um, just trying to think of what else we've got coming up. It's a very short list, of course. I don't know... I don't know, Steve, if you've noticed, I don't know how often you go by CN Center.
3: Mm, yeah, quite a bit.
1: Yeah, Have you noticed this, the big sign outside has not had anything on it for a long time? Long time. Yeah. And that, of course, was where for quite a while they have always had the um, upcoming concerts and special events and stuff. And uh, there just ain't nothing there anymore. Now, one thing I have heard a little bit about, and yet not a lot about, was they had that Saints and Sinners tour that was supposed to be here earlier this year, the four rock bands. I had heard somebody say at one point, January the 18th was when it had been rescheduled for, and we might be able to get an authoritative response on that from the one, the only, Reg Fair.
3: There, my mic's on. Your mic's on? Yeah, no, they uh, postponed it again. It's now going to be in November. Wow. And they've added a uh, fifth act to the tour. So Sloan, for for people who know that genre of music, Sloan will be added to the uh, roster of that event.
1: Okay. I was going to say the value of the Fifth Band, it's a band that didn't even exist when they were originally supposed to be here, but they've grown (laughs) since then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is tough right now. What's uh, happening have, here? You, have you heard anything, on. I'll just bounce this off you, about the stage reading of the- Miracle on Thirty Fourth
3: Street? Uh, I heard uh, that it was cancelled. It's been okay. cancelled. When I went
1: on to the Theatre Northwest website this morning, they were still, you could still go there and buy tickets. Said, That's the only okay. reason I was
3: wondering. Well, I, all I know is uh, third-hand news, mm-hmm. uh, Sandra... Had, got a text yesterday from judy ah. russell uh saying that it's a no-go but okay. I, I i can't say for sure beyond that
1: no well judy would probably be the person who would know
3: well for sure yeah but uh perhaps they're discussing alternatives and and seeing yes. if there's some way to salvage that yeah in a different format
1: steve and i were talking about earlier the thing is like the concert we were talking about uh-huh. That you could do. It was originally supposed to be what I think last March or something like that. been yeah. moved to June, and then whenever.
3: Uh, yeah, it was actually April, I believe.
1: Yeah. Well, you can do that with a concert like that. Miracle on y- Thirty Fourth yeah. Street. You can't really do that with you can't. No, Miracle exactly. On and Street same with
3: the same with the uh, uh, Caribou Rocks the North event. Um, yeah, it was a case of okay, we can't do it this year. We'll postpone it for a year. Yeah, keeping the. Uh, the same August date. Yeah. I'm I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything in regards to acts for uh, cold snap. Well, cold there, snap I've heard I've heard uh, some stuff about cold snap, but I haven't mm-hmm. had anything no from cold snap officially. So I'm going to have to get our cold snap person on that and, oh, and get the information yes. to me because. We like to promote it, but we don't have the info. Nope. but I'm just saying uh, the artists for Caribou Rocks the North, yeah, uh, usually they have those announced a year in advance so that people can buy tickets for Christmas, yep. right? as Christmas presents. But we haven't heard anything on that so far. So mm. a little bit surprised we haven't, but of course, everyone's busy with other things right now.
1: Yeah. I mean we can get busy with going to a break. And then we'll be back with more after 9.
3: We all need to have difficult conversations at times, especially managers. If you want to better handle these situations and achieve positive outcomes, Management Skills for Supervisors, Interpersonal Communication and Conflict Resolution is the course for you. Cost is $627, with the course scheduled to start in January. Full details and registration information are available through the Continuing Education link under Programs and Courses at cnc.bc.ca. Management Skills for Supervisors, an online course, Starting in January from CNC. The Indigenous Sport,
1: Physical Activity and Recreation Council has compiled a return to activity guide. The guidelines are based on recommendations by provincial and municipal health authorities as well as provincial sport and recreation organizations. ISPARC continues to monitor the COVID-19 situation and will adopt the guidelines as required. For the latest version of the ISPARC return to activity guidelines, visit iSpark.ca. That's ISPARC.ca. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council, Move, Play, Compete.
2: The Elder Citizens Recreation Association is providing takeout lunches weekdays between 11:30 and 1. There is a different meal each day, and each meal is six dollars. Pie, when available, is two fifty, and you can get soup in a bun for three dollars. Frozen meals and soups are also available. Social distancing is in place, and masks are encouraged. Find the monthly menu on their Facebook page. Takeout lunches available weekdays at the Elder Citizens Recreation Association on 10th Avenue between Vancouver
1: and Winnipeg pig forecast for environment canada some morning fog patches then mainly cloudy wind at 15k a high of minus one with an afternoon chill to minus six partly cloudy tonight wind continuing a low of minus four for thursday cloudy wind continuing a high of minus one with an afternoon chill to minus five
0: keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around prince george this is after nine on 93.1 cfis fm
1: and we return to our studio at Hub Space, the new studio. Yes. It's it's starting to feel a little bit more like home.
3: It's getting there. Reg comes we in st- and yells have, at us. It's we have a few bad. more things to clean up, but yes. uh, everything's kind of where it's supposed to be. Now yes. It's just a matter of, uh, and we need to paint the walls. So yeah. uh, I think that's my next little chore is to track down. The paint we want to use, and get that all spit and polished.
1: Blood red to intimidate people
3: in the yes, room? exactly. Yes. This is this yeah, is we, the bl- painted with the blood of uh, previous guests. No, I was going to say uh, naughty volunteers. Ah, okay. The volunteers who do, do not toe the line. Yes.
1: <laughs> the one, the one problem Uh-oh. we do have in here, though, is. We don't really have a waiting room, so there's nowhere that we can designate as the green room.
3: We have a huge waiting room well, with yeah, a couch, we, 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 and it's gigantic.
1: We would probably have to get permission from Chris, though, before we started
3: repainting that whole room. No, we're not repainting no. uh, the
1: outside. So we won't have a green room as such? No. Okay. Well, that.
3: I mean, our, our other green wo- room wasn't a green room either, no.
1: so... Um, so we talked a fair bit, about, oh, one thing that is still going on for Christmas that mm-hmm. really could probably use a hand: Council of Seniors Christmas Hampers Project. As far as I know, it's still going.
3: Yeah, I, I read that there was no um, there was no cutoff date no. on that notice as to when people can drop things off. Mm-hmm. I would think it would be sometime in the next week or so. so week or you're, so. If yeah. you're going to donate, you want to get uh, get your donation in. And this year, it's uh, gift cards and or and cash. And cash. Yeah. Uh, they don't want any actual goods no. um, due to COVID. So yeah. keep that in mind if you're going to donate to the Council of Seniors Christmas yes. Hamper Project. And then, yeah, because
1: they because of that, that also means they still need the time to go out and get all the
3: stuff for the hamper. Exactly, and that's where uh, the deadline is usually yeah. around the middle of the month, and then yeah. uh, they get everything together. And uh, I believe uh, the deadline to apply to get one of those hampers has already passed
1: quite possibly yes again yeah, the thing that i'm looking at I, it I tells think, you how to apply it doesn't yeah, say i think when. It,
3: i think the, the the application deadline was the sixth okay if, if i'm not yeah. mistaken but um if you are in need and feel you want to apply you could always give the council of seniors a call yes just to double check right
1: yeah um, and if you are, if you do have um, gift cards or cash that you want to donate for the Christmas hampers, wear your mask because this was actually required before it was anywhere else in the province. Because of course you're dealing with seniors at the seniors resource center. Yeah, and that's at 721 Victoria Street.
3: Yeah, and they're open uh, part hours right yes. now. I believe it's uh, nine to two. Sounds
1: about right, because I know that they are still in a situation where if you are a senior who wants to take advantage of one of the services, they talk to one of the people there, they ask that you call ahead because, of course, a lot of their staff are working from home as much as possible. They're more than willing to come in if they know they've got somebody to meet with. Yeah. But they do ask that you sort of set the appointment up rather than just drop in and ask to talk to Bill.
3: Now, I, I, they, they may actually have a mail slot there as well, oh, so if you're yeah. dropping off a, uh, a gift card or whatnot, yeah. whatnot if it's in, in an envelope, you could probably just pop yeah. it in their mail slot.
1: That works a lot better for that than it would for a turkey. Really? Yeah. Just my thinking, It's like that sort of thing. And now something else, I don't think, this was from the Prince George Council Seniors Newsletter, but I believe it's actually being offered through the Native Friendship Center
0: mm-hmm.
1: is they now have a free online seniors and elders caregiver support group yes because again those are people who are getting worn down every time things change it just seems like okay you're going to, have to keep doing what you're doing longer right and so they have got the uh, support group It uh, it's free it's online of course they, I've heard about a lot of these different caregiving support groups, and that's something. A few years ago, I remember there wasn't that much. I don't really want to say thought, but that's what it basically was. Thought being given to the caregivers. We were thinking about you know the person, the people they were working with, the seniors, the disabled, and stuff like that. A lot of, a lot of there wasn't a lot of attention being paid to the caregivers and the stress and strain on them, and now that seems to be coming out a lot more, which is good because they also now realize yeah, I'm not alone. There are other people out there and I can talk to them and they know what I'm talking about. And if you'd like more information on the uh, Seniors and Elders Caregiver Support Group that we have in Prince George in the area Nikki Driscoll 250-564- 3568 extension 222 or email b-a-h-facilitator at p-g-n-f-c-dot-com. So, um, and again, this is a time of year where I know the different places. They always say their numbers go up at the holiday time of year. Even if there's no, well, partly this year because there is no holiday. I did see... One note I saw on Facebook that I thought was rather appropriate and that I have to say I agree with was the fellow who wrote, okay, we're not allowed to get together with friends and family on Christmas for Christmas dinner. He said, I really hope I don't see TV coverage of large lineups on Boxing Day at the big box stores. Yeah,
3: well, I, you know, I, and that's uh, one of the things that you see a lot uh, of posts on Facebook about... Uh, uh Anger over the fact that uh farmers' markets aren't allowed to sell anything but food right now, yeah yet all the box stores are wide open right yeah now. so uh, yeah it's 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 kind of <laughs> especially when everyone 's saying you know support local support local, and then the restrictions really aren 't there for the the big corporations right
1: no, but uh it would be interesting. Just to have – because I understand now the RCMP – is it the RCMP or the bylaw services officers are allowed to issue tickets relating to public health orders? I believe it's the RCMP because it's a provincial matter. Um, I would like the RCMP just to even go by before the store opens and just make sure everybody's standing six feet apart in the lineup. Can you imagine how far the lineup would be at some of those places?
3: Uh yeah. No, it's <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. Uh I've never been a no. boxing. I went one shopper. I went one time. Yeah. Yeah. Well I, I think I went and bought something once on Boxing Day, but it was because I needed to buy whatever it was. Yeah. Not because of the fact that it was Boxing Day. It was just sort of like oh I guess I have yeah. to go get it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, despite the fact that it was Boxing Day. I went and uh, by But that was like mid-afternoon, and by then, yeah. all the crowds had dissipated, Yeah, so you just, it wasn't you just, so bad.
1: You just had to wind your way through the trampled bodies in the aisles. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay, it's, um, it, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, Boxing Day is a Saturday this year.
3: Well, I, it, I, could it be. doesn't make a difference, no, really. No, it's
1: always a holiday anyways, but even more people might have
3: it off. Well, it's not a statutory holiday, but it's a, yeah. a civic holiday in Canada. Mm.
1: Yes, and then, of course, on January the 2nd, Williams Lake has their other civic holiday, Wrestling Day. Huh? Wrestling Day, the day after New Year's Day in, in Williams Lake, is that a is, civic holiday. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I think we've got time for one more break, and then we will come back and wrap things up after nine. The B.C. Chamber of Commerce and UVic's Gustafson School of Business have launched the Building Resilience to Thrive program.
3: Available to businesses across the province, the six-week program offers relief to businesses, helping to mitigate the negative impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic by adapting their business model, re-engaging customers, and adjusting workplace cultures. Full details are available through the events link at bcchamber.org. The next offering of the Building Resilience to Thrive program starts January 12th. The Prince George Spruce King's 39th Annual Show Home Lottery is ready for you. Built in the Aberdeen Glen subdivision by Hobson Construction, the 2,600-square-foot home comes fully furnished by Theory Hardware with appliances from Andre's Electronics and is valued at $670,000. Tickets are available by phone or online at sprucekingshowhome.ca. Tickets for two Mega 50-50 jackpots are also available. The 39th Annual Spruce King Show Home Lottery. Grand prize draw date is April thirtieth.
0: It's after nine on Prince George's Community Station, ninety-three point one CFIS FM.
1: Well, there's a. I I, maybe that's one thing that we should just maybe quickly address.
3: Are we on air again?
1: Yeah,
3: that was a quick break.
1: Yes, well, you you occasionally put in some really short breaks, you know. All right, I I barely had time to catch a breath, and all of a sudden, I'm
3: back. I just a little bit surprised there. I'm wondering if we should maybe just let people know what our situation is here. Another reminder uh, for those that are listening, the the only people listening right now to this show (laughs) are those that are listening online, over the Internet. So uh, if you run into someone who talks about how they didn't hear the show, explain to them that if they're listening over the airwaves in their car or wherever, that is just straight... Uh, music right now yes. we don't have the capacity well we don't have a, a line from Telus that we have been trying to get them over here to hook up to bring our take yeah, our right. information to the transmitter, so we just have a uh, a laptop up there playing a playlist, which i'm thinking I might need to change because <laughs> we're on to the same uh, rotation of music that we were two days ago right now, but we'll see how it goes yes.
1: But, uh, yeah, so that is one of the things. And I know um, I have had to explain that to at least one of the guests who I had on, I guess it was late last week, I guess it was the Thursday show, had to mention to them because they said, well, uh, I've got friends who want to listen to the show. What time is it going to be on and what's the station? And I said, well, you're going to have to go online. You'll be able to listen to it. And actually, the quality is good.
3: Yeah, no, it's fine online, Um, and also with this show, as well as Senior Moments and um, Health First. Health First; those are all all also available for playback uh, on our podcast portion of our website. So uh, they don't even have to wait for a rebroadcast. They can actually just uh, go on and track down the show and have a listen. Yeah. If they have computer uh, capabilities. We do have a lot of listeners that don't have that uh, with our senior demographics, but, um, you know, all, it's just kind of a waiting game right now. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday, I tried calling TELUS three times and three times I got shuffled off to uh, a site where the phone just rang and rang and rang and then (laughs) cut out. So... (laughs) Uh, tell us communications don't forget communications that's the key with that company apparently
1: now of course we found that out in the past even inside our office where we've had what two sometimes even three different hosts book the same guest for the same week well it's the same thing we're a communications business really our biggest problem inside our office is communicating
3: yeah, I don't know why people don't CC the others when they do that, but that's... I try
1: to now, right. I try to now.
3: I'm just saying. Yes. Anyway, uh, well, we got a uh, message from the Festival of Trees. Did you talk about the Festival of Trees already, um, or no? No, is this their virtual... Well, they're doing their virtual uh, Christmas party on Saturday. okay.
1: That was some I tried to get in touch with them yesterday afternoon, United mm-hmm. Way, to see if somebody I said I apologize for the short noise, but would somebody be available for this slot that we're now talking in, and they didn't get back to me unfortunately. And since right. today is happening on Saturday, let's talk.
3: Or sorry, uh, it's the United Way Tree of Lights that's yes, doing their yes. party on Saturday. Saturday. The Festival of Trees, ah, which okay. technically is done, uh, done yes. their normal run. They do still have some competitions and, and ah, other things okay. going on. Um, like they have the uh, Light Up Prince George event mm. and holiday display. Right. They also have the 50-50 draw, which is going on. That draws until December the 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a diamond draw as well, which will take place on December 30th. So they have, they even though the... Uh, the virtual of Festival of Trees itself is finished. There yeah. are a few of these things that they still have going on that you can take part in. And, and of course, it's a fundraiser for the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. Yes. So it, it helps keep them. Uh, it's their biggest fundraiser, too, I believe. Yes. So it's uh, quite an important one for them. And all the details available through their website, spiritofthenorth.ca, to get involved with those uh, those remaining few events. competitions and, and yep. lotteries that they have on the go. Uh,
1: one thing I'll just quickly mention as well, because it's wrapping up pretty quick. Um, Prince, George, Prince George Hospice Society Dream Home Lottery. Uh-huh. The lottery, the Dream Home Lottery portion is sold out. Oh, okay. They're still selling fifty-fifty tickets though. Ah. And those, I believe, have not sold out. And the jackpot uh, on Facebook every day, Sandra Clem is there, usually with a little video and, the and, a, and a chalkboard showing the right. update. Oh, I haven't seen it yet this morning. But, yeah, it's going to be a fair chunk of cash. And they're draw, They're doing those draws for the house and the 50-50 on Christmas Eve.
3: Oh, okay, good. Yeah,
1: so it be a nice thing to be able to... Go to bed on Christmas Eve and know that on Christmas morning, when you wake up, either A you're going to be moving into a nice new house, or B you've got a fair bit of cash, and you're going to need it with all the Christmas presents you were buying. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so we got that. Uh, Spruce King Show Home, Lottery, of course,
3: still going. Yes, and then that's just getting underway. Just it's getting only underway yeah. for a, a month or two here, yeah.
1: and of course, the biggest problem both of them have had, off and on. Is not being able to have people actually come to the house.
3: Yeah, do they do they have virtual tours at all?
1: I'm not sure. I know I spoke with someone a few months ago about the hospice home, mm-hmm. and they had a virtual tour, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if the Spruce Kings do. Right. However, um, as I mentioned earlier, I will be chatting with uh, Cor Walvey of the Spruce Kings tomorrow morning on the show. Oh, okay. And I will text him this afternoon and just ask if he can check on that. And right. And we will bring that up as part of the discussion then.
3: Yeah, because that's uh, that's ideal. But yeah. um, realistically, I think there are a lot of people that will buy tickets on the home anyway. Because oh, yeah. one, you know, it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, two you know that it's uh, going towards a, a cause that you support yeah so uh, if you're that person that supports it anyway then it, uh, whether or not you actually get to see the house ahead of time, yeah doesn't matter quite as much
1: No if you see if you've gone through some of their previous houses, these ones obviously they're not identical yeah but they are built sort of the same like they're in the same subdivision and everything so yeah. like they're gonna look similar.
3: Well, I, I've seen photos of the new Spruce mm. Kings uh, yeah. show home, and it's uh, pretty impressive, uh, the Oof. photos I saw. Yeah. So uh, if they don't have a virtual tour, I, I'm sure they have plenty of photos on there that yeah. really gives you a good idea of what it looks like anyway.
1: The other thing people should know, of course, is there is no requirement for you to live in the home at all. No. And they know a fair number of people, fair number of home winners, not just here, but in other places where they do this just basically turn around and put the house back up on the market.
3: Well, that's what my grandparents did. They won one uh, 20 20 some odd, uh, oh no, I guess it would be about 30 some odd years ago now Mm -hmm. and uh, my granny was not very mobile and the Hmm. Spruce Kings Show Homes generally have a lot of stairs so they sold it very quickly and bought something that was mainly just one floor
1: (coughs) And that's not the thing. Is of most of the people I've heard about who put it up for sale, it usually sells fairly quickly.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: because again, yeah. it's in a nice neighborhood, um, and the price tag on it is not out of line with what else is selling in that neighborhood. So yeah,
3: and most the uh, most people that uh, are looking to buy it course they're looking for a deal because you want to you bought it for like a hundred bucks 100 right bucks, yeah <laughs>
1: how, how would you like to make a quick hundred percent profit on this yeah exactly <laughs> no i'm looking for something a little yeah, bit more
3: yeah exactly you no. gotta gotta get your hundreds of thousands of dollars out of that yes so gamble or investment if you will
1: yeah well, i i think in the case of like the spruce kings or the hospice society i think most people think of it as an investment uh mm-hmm. They, they know the chances of them seeing anything coming back to them are pretty slim. But as you were saying, well, it's, it's, it's a it's local a, group.
3: Yeah, it's an investment in the community. Yeah. Right? A group that you support and you want to uh, uh, keep both those organizations viable. Spruce Kings, especially right now, uh, with Oof. the ongoing problems with the yes. possibility of even having a season, it's, uh, yeah. Kind of looking tough for the uh, the, the entire BCHL. I think that's
1: that's one of the things we'll be talking about with Yeah, well, I'm
3: sure they have uh, some ideas that are getting bandied around, but uh, we'll just have to wait to see what the announcement is from the BCHL officially.
1: And if people can't catch up on that uh, tomorrow morning on After 9, uh, I think that interview will probably be rebroadcast on Post to Post tomorrow evening, starting at 6.
3: Here's so. one final note to pass along. Uh, our good friends over at Books and Company mm. passing oh. along the sad news that, uh, once again, they have had to uh, close uh, close down for the for- foreseeable future due to COVID-19. But, of course, they will keep everyone um, apprised through I'm Facebook and Are email they closing
1: and, down everything, or is it just Café Voltaire?
3: Uh, it says... Uh, Oh, it's Café Voltaire, sorry. Yeah, Books and Company will remain open at its regular hours. And uh, let's see, and we'll happily honor any Café Voltaire gift certificates Mm. that might be circulating. So you can utilize those in the bookstore. But yeah, Café Voltaire uh, closed down. So that'll do it.
1: Okay, that'll do it. I will be back tomorrow. Yes, you will. After 9. After Nine
0: is a daily presentation of CFISFM. After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Reg Fair, and Nathan Gita with guest producer Neil Godbu of the Prince George Citizen. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at CFISFM.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at yahoo.ca.
3: This is CFIS 93.1 FM in Prince George. Proudly supported by community groups like Theatre Northwest. For the current schedule and tickets, visit theaternorthwest.com.